Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcia Sill, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Season six of the Vegas Golden Knights about to start. We are on the eve of that campaign beginning in Los Angeles and then back home to face Chicago on Thursday. So the season opener and a home opener on a Tuesday, Thursday double dip. And we can't wait to get at it. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Some big news happening today. As we roll up on the launch of this campaign, Nick Hague, the restricted free agent coming to terms with the hockey team on a three-year contract that uh, has a, an AAV that comes in right around what we think that Nick Hague is actually valued at, but it's slightly higher than maybe a comparable in Rasmus Sandin. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good contract for the player mm-hmm. and it's a really good contract for the team in that they get the the three years here's the the contract breakdown as it uh, as it comes in the aav is 2.294 so 2.2 million dollars the payout the cash per year is 2.7 this year mm-hmm. 1.4 next year and then back up to 2.7 in year number three but the aav is the most important number Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, you look at the contract from two perspectives, from the Golden Knights and from Nick Haig. And, you know, to me, three years is is a really good spot for the Golden Knights because you have the player locked up. You've got that stability, especially over the next three seasons where the cap is going to remain fairly stagnant. And when you look at kind of the qualifying offer for Nick Haig after this contract is done, it would be in the ballpark of $2.7 million. So it, it kind of sets you up for that next contract, at least the qualifying offer, to be in the ballpark, unless Nick Haig is, is phenomenal over the course of these three years. Then you look at it from the player perspective, I, I think this is higher than I expected it to be, given that leverage was mostly on the side of the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, I think you get a fair deal from Nick uh, from Nick Hague's perspective, and it's it's a contract that works for the Golden Knights in this flatter cap era, and should be something that allows them to be a little bit more flexible once you once the cap, once the salary cap goes up and once he's up for his next deal. Neither side feels like they got pushed into anything here with this number. Vegas gets a third year on it. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Yeah, it's big. And Nick Hag gets over $2 million a year, which was something that was really important uh, from, from that camp. So huge on, on both sides. And they can, it was, it was a very friendly negotiation publicly. Mm-hmm. I can't speak from behind the scenes, but if it was anything like what we heard from the two camps, there was no animosity between the two. In fact, it was the exact opposite. Kelly McCrimmon was very complimentary every time he spoke of Dick Hag uh, throughout this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think that sometimes you just have to you have to try to dig in for what you think is fair on both sides. And I, I think if you can do that amicably, which appears to have been done 
with the Vegas Golden Knights and you're able to come to an agreement before the real deadline kicks in, that, that's most important. And I can't wait to see Nick Haig back here with the Vegas Golden Knights because, again, it makes them a better team. That's the objective. And it took a little bit longer than I think anybody expected or wanted it to, but the deal is done now, and that's the most important thing. Four weeks ago, we talked about what might happen on this journey and looked at it. Mm-hmm. What were the mile markers, the start of camp, then preseason? But the real one was the start of the season yeah. where you begin to get paid. And when you factor it and you look back, both sides played their hand. Mm-hmm. At the end, neither side blinked. You have a deal done. Mm-hmm. You you got that contract uh, solidified. So, uh, yeah, would you have liked it to be done a week ago? Yes, but the important thing is it came together in time for him to be in the fold at the start of the season, even though he won't play on opening night. Yeah, and and again, you know, you're talking about what is it going to be like? Eighty games of Nick Hague this year. Like you, you didn't drag it into November. It, it, it got done pretty expeditiously when it comes to the start of the regular season. And you know, for me, now it's going to be on Nick Hague to get himself up to speed as quickly as possible to utilize his newfound size and 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 reach that potential. I think that again, you go into this, you have confidence that you've got your your contract for the next three years. There's comfort there. But it's also show me, right? Like for Nick Haig, as much as you are glad that this deal is done, it's about your next contract now. It's about getting yourself ready to go and hitting the ground running here as, as much as you can for the Golden Knights. So um, I think it's a, it's a fair deal for both sides. I do. And I can't, you know, I, I can't speak to how long it's going to take him to get up to speed. We just talked to Shane Knight. He says a couple of weeks there, but... When do you think he plays first game? You know, I I, I want to say Thursday, but I, I think that might be too quick of a turnaround. The safe bet for me is Saturday in Seattle against the Kraken. That's where I'd lean. Get him a couple of days in practice, get him feeling good about himself, get him up there, put him in that game. He's going to be with the team in Los Angeles tomorrow. I talked to a couple of people hey, in and around the sphere of this negotiation. Mm-hmm. And one person said they didn't think it was close. And then all of a sudden, snap, boom, and it it happens. And they were getting their information from inside. And it shows you how quickly things can come together. Well, it feels somewhat similar to Jason Robertson, right? Mm -hmm. Like there, there had to be a, quote, shift in order for this to get done. And the deal was done. Hours later, I think that whenever you're you're dealing with these contracts, especially when it comes to restricted free agents, as you get closer and closer to the season, everything can change in a matter of moments, and, and that's kind of what we saw here. I ultimately, I feel like it boils down to the player looking at a situation and saying, "Okay, I got to play games. How can we get this done?" And an organization that says, "You know what? Going into this year, understanding that the expectations are to get back to the playoffs, we've got to ice our best roster." And Nick Haig not being in camp, Nick Haig not being a part of it, isn't our best roster. Opening night tomorrow against the LA Kings, Haig will not be in the lineup, but will be 
around the team. And then it's at home for the uh, opener at T-Mobile Arena on Thursday against Chicago. We'll see what happens there. We have plenty of reaction from the Nick Hag signing. When it was announced, the team was on the ice practicing. Uh, Bruce Cassidy putting them through their last uh, practice before the start of the season. So it was interesting to basically tell the players (laughs) when they came off that Haig had signed and mm-hmm. their reaction and then talking to each other, teammate to teammate, there's some some yells across the room. So that was uh, fun. General Manager Kelly McCrimmon spoke today. We'll get to him in just a bit. But first to the player who joined nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas moments after the signing. Here is Nick Haig with Dan Duva and Gary Lawless. We know now that Nicholas Haig is back and Nick is standing by live Nick, I presume from your home in Kitchener, Ontario, Dan Duva here, Gary Lawless. How's it going? And congratulations. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still in Kitchener, that's right, and, uh, but I couldn't be happier. Hopefully get on a plane here soon and, uh, and get back to it. Yeah, well, Nick, how did this come together? I, I'm sure you were eager to get this done. What have the last several hours, the last couple of days been like? Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been pretty crazy, pretty, uh, pretty stressful, I'm not going to lie, but uh, it kind of seemed like things sort of, you know, pick up a little bit kind of over the last 48 hours, and um, and I, I, I'm just you know, super relieved, super happy to be able to get it done and get back to playing. I uh, miss being around, miss the guys, and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know I, I couldn't be happier to be back in, uh, in Vegas for the next three years now. So, so just kind of, you know, Take the, the the listeners inside negotiations a little bit. I, I would imagine your agent is handling uh, most of th- these c- conversations with the Golden Knights, but at some point in time, he probably phones you uh, and says, "Okay, this is on the table right now." Uh, you know, does he recommend it to you, or uh, how did that happen? How did that last call where you say to your agent, "Let's do it"? How, how does that happen? Yeah, it's uh, you know it was a it was a long uh, long process. Right? Cause this is this has kind of been going on back you know since the end of last season. Um, it's kind of when it uh, it all kind of started, and it was uh, it was difficult at times. That uh, I'd say early on, most of the time, I kind of took a uh, you know a backseat to it, and I'd get uh, and you know my Murray would uh, would talk to the team, and they'd go back and forth, and I would kind of get the uh, the cold notes uh, sort of thing, but um, you know, like I said, over the last 48 hours, it really started to pick up. And uh, you know, for us, you know, we were on the same page the whole time, Major and I. We just, you know, our big things just wanted something that was fair and fair for both sides, and uh, you know, and that's what we were able to. to do. I'm, uh, you know, like I said, couldn't be happier, and uh, it's definitely a sensory relief, and I'm just excited to start uh, start playing hockey again. Well, have you been skating in Kitchener? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been skating a ton. Uh, I feel ready to go. That was the whole uh, the whole thing. Obviously, I never wanted to end up uh, coming back here, but uh, you know, the fact that I did, I was you know, able to get on the ice and uh, you know, and just stay ready. That was my whole mindset: stay ready to play. And um, so, when it does happen, I can you know, hopefully, try to make the transition as seamless as possible and get back and. Uh, I, I definitely feel like I'm ready to go. I've been having some good skates. Kind of a small world, funny, funny thing though is uh, the the coach in Kitchener here for the Rangers is Chris Dennis, who was actually uh, you know the D coach my first year pro when I was with the Wolves. So uh, a little bit of familiarity there, and 
and he was pushing me hard, making sure I was staying ready, and, uh, and we were having some good skates for sure. You know, being uh, optimistic, optimistic, or even conservative, when do you think you can play in an NHL game? Tomorrow. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Nick, just, you know, the, the guys who've been here, uh, you know, have been learning Bruce Cassidy's systems. We understand that there's been some communication with you about those things. Can you give us some insight at how much you've learned about what the new coaching staff has implemented here? Yeah, it's been uh, – I certainly don't feel like I'm completely in the dark. Um, John has been uh, – he's been great with me uh, reaching out, and we've, you know, had uh, a few opportunities to, you know, talk about the new stuff and and, uh, and what they've been working on. So uh, I, I do feel like I get it. Obviously, it's uh, – you know, I haven't, you know, practiced it with the team or anything, right? So that's uh, – you know, it, it might take a little bit of time, but, um, you know, I was – uh, you know, pretty happy. I was able to talk about it with John and uh, and just kind of you know ask him questions about it and go through it. And we watched the video and uh, and ended all that stuff. And then you know, on top of that as well, I've been you know I've been talking to the guys you know, throughout this whole thing and uh, and you know the other D men on the team and they've been kind of giving me a player's perspective of it and kind of what the biggest uh, the biggest challenges have been in the change. So uh, I definitely don't feel like I'm I'm going in there you know having no idea uh, what's been going on, but uh, you know, obviously, uh, when I get on the ice and actually, uh, you know, kind of implement those things, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh, as of right now, I can say I, I feel pretty, you know, confident that I understand it just by watching the video, and then uh, we'll see if that translates. Our guest is Nick Haig. Just announced moments ago, has signed a three-year contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. Nick Haig is back. Last question from us here, Nick, is what's next for you? Uh, I mean, you played over 100 games in the American League, almost 150 in the National Hockey League. You're almost, almost 24 years old. What's next for you? Well, we uh, we have some unfinished business with our group, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back. And uh, you know, I think kind of, you know, as a as a group, we kind of have a little bit of a fire in us, and we're gonna, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, turn it around this year, have a good year, and uh, you know, we're we're in this thing to win it. So that's. Uh, that's what I want to be next for me, and uh, you know we're gonna you know do everything in our power to make it happen. Going into his fifth professional season, Nick Haig signing a three-year contract announced just moments ago. Nick, once again, congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you real soon. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you soon. Nicholas Haig, he's back. Missed that deep voice of Nick Haggs. That, that was from Nighttime at Noon with Dan Duva, Gary Lawless, uh, catching up with Nick Hag moments after he signed the deal. And always uh, jealous of Nick whenever I talk to him. I'm like, mm. he, he should be doing our job. In due announcer's time. job. In due time. Uh, with, with, with that great voice. But he's uh, going to be on the ice. The 23-year-old has that three-year contract. The upside, the ceiling is there. Uh, there's some some room. He's a very talented player, but you see where he could take his game, and it's pretty impressive heights. Yeah, I, again, you you look at the potential that Nick Haig has. Obviously, the shot, the the offensive instincts, they are there for him. Uh, to me, it, it's going to be especially with with kind of what Bruce Cassidy is implementing. Nick Haig can be an absolute beast in his own zone if. If he uses that size and he develops, as Shane Knighty said, a mean streak, he can be one of those defenders that you do not want to go up against 
when when you're trying to find offense. And to me, like that, that's one area where I'm looking at Nick Hague and saying, okay, I think he can shine here, but you can't teach his shot. You, you just—it's so good. It's so explosive. It hits the net with such velocity. Uh, I can't wait to see Haig and his offensive instincts and what he might be able to do in carrying the puck as well. As we've we've talked about with Shea Theodore, highlighted a little bit more freedom to wheel. I think that that serves Nick Haig a little bit. It serves Nick Haig well too. Think about this question, and we'll come back with the answer in a little bit. Hmm. Do you look at Nick Haig as an offensive defenseman or? a defensive blue liner. Think about it for a second. Here is reaction from Kelly McCrimmon, who met with the media today regarding getting this deal done on the eve of the season. Happy to announce uh, today the signing of uh, RFA defenseman Nick Haig. It uh, brings to a conclusion the contracts that needed to be signed this offseason. We talked uh, over the course of my availability uh, this offseason with contracts to Howden Waugh, uh, Kolasar, uh, now today Nick, and again the importance of that group uh, to our team, to our organization based on uh, the value that they bring, the improvement and progression that uh, as a group they are making. Uh, Nick is uh, loves being a Vegas goal tonight and we love having him. I think it was uh, uh, slower than uh, all of us would have liked, which is the nature of uh, RFAs without arbitration rights. These things sometimes drag on. There's been a uh, number of examples uh, over the last few years uh, of similar situations. And, uh, you know, again, the good news is uh, the contract has uh, been agreed to and signed. It's a three-year deal, which I think uh, serves uh, both the player and the organization extremely well. And we're uh, really looking forward to getting uh, Nick back in town. He'll join us uh, in L.A., uh, hopefully in time to skate tomorrow. Won't be part of uh, tomorrow night's lineup, but he'll uh, uh, you'll get his feet under him as quickly as possible uh, in, uh, to be able to return to play. Well, for me, with uh, with Nick, uh, just where he's at in his development curve. I, I think that you see a player that's uh, you know 24 years old, uh, but he's still just scratching the surface. That's uh, that's what I like about Nick. Uh, six foot six, 240 pounds, uh, real good offensive instincts. Um, you know, those are the things that excite us, and uh, those are the things that I think you'll see over the course of his uh, three-year contract that you'll see more and more of. I expect his game to really continue to grow. Kelly McCrimmon, moments after Nick Haig had been announced that he'd signed that three-year contract, again, uh, AAV of 2.2. Mm-hmm. That is good. Really good number. Mention that number again, and a little upward inflection, because there was some speculation that it would be anywhere from 2.5 to Sandine's 1.2. Mm-hmm. But the club gets that extra year. Yeah. And that will be a, a contract that will be a couple of years from unrestricted free agency. Mm-hmm. So some more time to to blossom and to uh, look at how this player is going to develop. I asked you the question before. Offensive defenseman or defensive blue liner? <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I I feel like it's going to be kind of a hybrid, to be honest with you. Now, I I think right now initially, it's going to be defensive. I I just I don't know the avenue for Nick Hague to get into the power play. Right, you've got Alex Petrangelo ahead of him, you got Shea Theodore ahead of him. Maybe there's some minutes here and there on the power play, but that's where I see Nick Hague blossoming as an offensive player. 
I just don't see the avenue for it right now. So my expectation is that the offense will come in spurts at five on five, much the same way that it has for him the, throughout his his entire career. I think he's probably around a 20, 25 point defenseman, but where he's really going to take strides in my estimation this season and beyond is going to be on the defensive side of the puck. In listening back to the two principles of the con- negotiation, mm-hmm. Kelly McCrimmon and Nick Haig, they both sound excited. Sure. Haig sounds relieved. Yeah. Did you get that impression? Like a, like a, like a massive exhale? Yeah. Thank goodness it's done before the start of the season. Yeah, I, I think so. Anytime you're, you're in a position where you're just not sure if you're going to be able to play, it, it's got to be stressful. So I, I definitely think there's a bit of relief there on, on the, on the part of Nick Hague. He gets to, he gets a contract to three-year deal, just about $6 million over the course of the entire contract. And then you get to rejoin your team like that. That's awesome. It's, it's win-win for him. You don't miss the money every day, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not yep. watching haven't, that go out the window that, that you can't get by. So uh, huge news that broke just while practice was concluding today. Yeah. 11 o'clock hour at city national arena. We all knew before the players knew here's reaction from inside that dressing room of the Vegas Golden Knights, Zach Whitecloud, Logan Thompson, Will Carrier, and Bruce Cassidy on the signing of Nick Haig. Uh, yeah, it means a lot, obviously. I think a lot of guys have been talking to him, and, uh, you know, obviously I, I haven't gone through that process, so, um, you know, just trying to reach out to him and, and uh, you know, wish him well and, and make sure he's doing okay and, and uh, just letting him know that we're excited to have him back whenever that time comes. Uh, which is obviously now. So, um, no, it's exciting. I, you know, I've, I've played with Hager for four years now, D partners for almost four years, and um, you know, having that guy come back as part of our, you know, part of our family and part of our team, it's huge. Oh no way, did he? Wow. Well, that's uh, good for him. He, uh, he deserves it. Uh, obviously, it was on the ice, so I uh, had no idea. Good for him. Uh, happy for him. He's uh, you know, a great player. And he's a big part of this team, so really happy that he's back. No, it's uh, it's exciting. Like I said, I just just found it out right now, so I'm uh, I'll probably go shoot the guy a text. So really happy uh, he's here and uh, excited to catch up with him. Yeah, well, I was just over that. We just got off the ice, so I don't really know the details, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he was uh, he was getting anxious and nervous to you know get the get the contract done so he uh, he could join the team. I don't know. He's definitely gonna have to pick one. I I don't know the detail of the contract. Sometimes there's a certain amount tied to it, so. I'll have to look it up, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a great part of us, right? He's, uh, he's part of the young guy group, and we're you know, trying to build, and he's great for us last year. So, yeah, really looking forward to having us in the lineup. Well, I mean, we're pleased. Um, you know, I think he's a big part of the team, and he's going to continue to be a bigger part, and I mean that in both ways. I mean, he's a big man that, you know, big presence that will help us, I think, uh, defend better, kill penalties better. He's a popular guy in the room, so all good. Um, I don't want to speak to the business side of it. I'm just happy to have him back, and he won't play tomorrow. Um, but uh, hopefully, get up to speed, see where his conditioning is at. I know he was here skating; he was skating back home. So I don't believe that'll be a long process. But has to go through the medical and all that; those necessary steps. Reaction from the Golden Knights, including Bruce Cassidy. You heard from Will Carrier, who is back on the ice today. So mm-hmm. that was a great sign. Yep. Logan Thompson, as well as Zach Whitecloud, and to a player or a coach. They all found out when they came off the ice mm-hmm. that, that it happened. And Mark Stone, I was part of that scrum yep. when when he was told, and he he was a little more uh, 
casual about it yeah. with his answer. Yeah. Logan was, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Will well, Carey, I just found yeah. out. Well, it was it was interesting, right? Because Mark Stone was, I, I would argue, the first Golden Knight to know based on that scrum. And, you know, he, he even said in his response, oh, well, you guys just broke that news to me. So that's awesome. Uh, but then as every single Golden Knight was trickling in off uh, off the ice into the locker room, it was Hager signed, Hager signed. And it was it was on loop every time somebody went into the locker room. That team let them know Nick Hague had, had had signed that contract, and everybody to a man was just super excited about it. There was some yelling across the room. Yep, it was a contest whether we could tell the players or whether the players could break the news <laughs> yeah, uh, to exactly. one another. And I love hearing Zach Whitecloud talking about that that relationship that goes back a, a, a number of years yep. to the American Hockey League, and then the excitement from. The others, mm-hmm. just to have a player of Nick Hague's caliber available to them in this opening week of the season. It makes you a better team. And that's just the bottom line when it comes to getting Hague under contract. He is now um, solidifying your blue line. You've got some guys that you know you can trust in that in that seven spot. But Nick Hague being healthy, Nick Hague being available, Nick Hague being under contract, he is going to make this blue line even better. Logan Thompson was uh, one of those that was involved in that uh, compilation of audio. He's also, while there's been no declaration yet, mm-hmm. as far as I know. No, nothing yet. All right. That Logan Thompson will be the starter in the season opener tomorrow night. We assume that that will be the case. Here's Bruce Cassidy on his, not confirmed, but we <laughs> do believe to be his number one goaltender. Well, he's he's put the work in. Uh, obviously, a talented guy that maybe got overlooked somewhere along the way. I can't speak to what happened originally in his career and why. Um, he's here. He's here playing well. I think he has the trust of the group. They they can answer that better than I can. But that's what I see. Um, Logan's challenge now will be um, bouncing back, resiliency. If you don't have a good outing, how does that affect you mentally? Um, are you ready to go the next game? game and have you prepared the, the practice before you're going in to, to, to fix sort of some things or get yourself back in a good place so I think all young goalies go through that they can't short memories a little bit right learn what you you know you need to do better but let's move on and get ready for the next game and and that'll be the challenge I think with Logan um, how do you handle adversity I think guys that have been in the league tend to have a handle on that and that's why they stay in the league because they don't get in those ruts and um, so we'll keep an eye on that with Logan and, and talk you know talk him through it as well as Sean Burke and that's why you have two goalies as well if he needs a little extra work then the other guy goes in until he gets his game in order but you know I, I see him having a real good season for us there's nothing that I haven't seen the last I guess three weeks now almost that wouldn't indicate that now we have to play well in front of him that's our part but right now I think he's in a good place and ready to have a good season I think he's pretty competitive on never quit he hasn't quit on pucks and and has made some of those athletic saves um Young guys, it's technique, repetition. Um, that the, the better young goalies in the league that come in seem to solve that quickly. Um, we'll see if he has. I mean, they rely on their instincts sometimes to, and just play. The, the guys that get down to okay, I'm, I'm not letting any bad goals because my technique is 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 rock solid. So there's none of those ones that squeak through or bad angles. Those things you eliminate those ones early on. Um, 
you know, I think that that is a, is a big positive. And some of that is just, you know, focus and technique and young guys that get that quickly, I think have better success. Bruce Cassidy, as he looks forward to the opening of the National Hockey League season against the LA Kings tomorrow night, uh, we do anticipate that it will be Logan Thompson. Interesting when you hear coaches talk about pucks that squeak through or bad angles. Mm-hmm. They, they start cringing right there. Yeah, they it's, it's coach speak for, I hate those goals. Yeah, yeah, it is, because pucks aren't supposed to go through you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, I, I believe tough. if I touch a puck, it, yeah. it, it should count as a save. It should. Yeah, even if it goes in. But I understand the well, he got rules stop of the game. Of uh, but uh, you think like, there's no doubt that uh, in your mind that I, I, Logan goes? I think that Logan's got games one and two. I think that he's got L.A. tomorrow, and I think he's got Chicago hmm. on Thursday. I, I That's do. a bold I, statement. I, it is, but I, I feel like based on what he's done in camp, based on what he did last year, he, he's earned the home opener too, in my estimation. I want to get to the lines that were out there today at yep. practice. Yep. The final practice. We'll throw that into one timers. Sure. It's news and notes from around the National Hockey League and the Vegas Gold Knights. We're going to make a slight alteration to it today. That's coming up. But we have two tickets for Thursday's home opener against the Chicago Blackhawks. You want to go, you want to see the gold carpet, be involved in the show. For the 2022-23 season, that's always anticipated on the Nitron. And then the game itself, we're going to give you a chance right now. 702-876-1340. They're already lighting up. It doesn't take, <laughs> it's like people just wait. They anticipate something. I'm going to give away something. Yeah. 702-876-1340. We are going to take caller number nine in honor of what I think is going to be a great season for Jack Eichel. News and notes from around the NHL. One-timers next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Because today's been so packed, we're going to cram in some more VGK news on the segment that we usually go around the National Hockey League. The opening night roster has not been released yet, but we can give you some indication as to what it's going to look like based on practice today. The lines as they skated in for the final workout prior to boarding the plane for Los Angeles. Jack Eichel, Phil Kessel, Riley Smith. No surprise there. They've been awesome. Kessel didn't play on the weekend on Saturday, but uh, goes back to that spot. Line number two, Mark Stone with Chandler Stevenson and Brett Howden. So that's an in-camp change for that unit. Jonathan Marcheseau, who was on that line, slides over to skate with William Carlson and Amadio. That is interesting. Marcheseau had his best game of camp by far Mm -hmm. on Saturday. So maybe the option is to put him with Jack Eichel and Riley Smith at times, or leave him with somebody that he's very familiar with in William Carlson. But that's an in-camp change. Mm-hmm. The fourth line, the energy line, the one that Bruce Cassidy wants to be able to start periods and games with. Yep. Nick Waugh skating with Keegan Colasar and today Paul Cotter. Yep. 
who has the spot usually occupied by William Carrier, who was on the ice today, a return to practice, but they're going to wait and see how he feels. Hasn't skated uh, with the group in a while. Yep. I think there's a possibility that Cotter could be bumped for Carrier tomorrow night. Not saying it's guaranteed. It's probably more likely that Cotter does go sure. tomorrow. Yep. But it's good to see Carrier back uh, online. And then you had Jake Lassician also out uh, there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like he's made the team. Blue Liners, Hutton, is going Hutton and Korzak were both on the ice today. Yeah. But with the Hag signing, one of them, when you look at the 23-man roster, you usually only carry seven defensemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know uh, if either have been reassigned or placed on waivers. Yeah. I would lean towards Hutton playing uh, tomorrow night yep. and being the guy. Hey, uh, Korzak can be sent down without clearing waivers. And then the regular group that we're familiar with on the blue line and the goaltenders being Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. Yeah. Um, just to kind of bring it back full circle to our projected golden Knights line combinations. Yeah. There's only one person in the room here that nailed the golden Knights second line. So who's got the total win. Okay. So we will, we'll wait until we see what the golden Knights actually ice tomorrow. Okay. All right. And then on Wednesday, we will go through the final tabulation, but you guys don't have a, you, you, you're, you're done. You don't even have a prayer. So you've got a sizable advantage. Yeah. So I get one, two, three points, right? For Howden, Stevenson, and Stone in the correct order. I've got one and a half points on the top line with Smith and Eichel. Eichel in the right spot, Smith on the wrong side. So right there, just based on that, I've already beaten you guys. Wow. Impressive. I know. But we've seen some adjustments in camp. We'll see how much it, it continues it's, on, it's, how much consistency there is. If, if yeah. Brett Howden starts tomorrow with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, you guys are done. You don't even have to, you don't have a chance. Hmm. Congratulations, because that, that was a tough, tough one this year. The lines were in flux from the very start. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, but again, it was it's impressive. It was me doubling down on Chandler Stevenson being a center. And and once I had that, it was about filling the pieces. The only thing, if if the Golden Knights go out with the the top nine as you suggested, Darren, the only miss that I had were Kessel and Marcheseau in different spots. Yeah, I I I was really impressed with Marcheseau's play the other night. He was good. Really, really. Yeah, he was really good. It actually got me thinking. Okay, so now what do we do? But I like Kessel and. Michael and Riley Smith. I think you start there. And, and yeah. as Bruce Cassidy kind of alluded to, right? Like you'll have dips in play. Like there will be natural stagnation that happens over the course of a season. And at least, you know, Jonathan Marcheseau, if you need to move Marcheseau for Kessel for a couple of games to kind of rejuvenate guys or get people going, it works. It, it's there. It's an option. Let's get to some other league news. Nico Heischer hurt again. Yeah. So disappointing for the first overall pick from a couple of years ago. That uh, just makes my myself want to weep. He's yeah, had it's, so much bad luck. It's rough. Um, it seems like he just cannot get to opening night healthy. For or if he gets there, he gets hurt in game number one. So uh, tough break for the New Jersey Devils and a, a tougher break for Chris Chapman, who 
is just not getting the returns that he wants on his sports teams. It's just not happening for him. Well, it hurts even more knowing that they could have taken Kale McCarr. Yeah. How about this one? Arizona Coyotes now yeah. have four goaltenders. Hey, now. Not, not all. One, they can't play them all at once. From one that, to four, that, baby. That, that would be illegal. So they, they have a Vimelka. Yeah. Then they picked up Gillies in the offseason. Yep. John Gillies. Yep. They claimed Jonas Johansson off waivers from Colorado. Sure did. And today went back to the waiver wire with Connor Ingram, who I think is a great pick. There are yep. so many teams. The way waivers work is it's from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if You can have multiple claims, but the team that actually gets them is the lowest place, sure. place team, and this will be based on last year's standings. I have zero doubt that there was five or more claims put in on Connor Ingram. Yeah because of his play last year or what he did in the playoffs. And so they, they pick up uh, him, Arizona. Johansson is hurt, and Gillies had trouble seeing the puck the other night Yeah, uh, along with training camp. Not great. He scored. Like, he allowed that one from Petrangelo. Good mm-hmm. shot. Not mm-hmm. going to say anything bad about Petro. But it was from 85 feet, and it wasn't touched, and he had a clean look at it. Uh, but uh, not that's, great. that's the Arizona Coyote situation uh, on that. They start with four home games in the first 24. Yeah. 20 of their first 24 are on the road. Yep. It could be beyond nasty this year. Mm-hmm. That's when people, not, I'm not talking about fans. They're 5,000, 4,200-seat arena. That's whatever uh, that they got to get through. But the first 30 games are when players are engaged not there. No, but once once you lose those players after that, yeah, yeah, then it could get. So if it's terribly nasty for mm-hmm. the first twenty four games, yep. From a schedule standpoint, what's it going to be like after that? It is going to be a, a an historically bad season mm-hmm. for the Arizona Coyotes. It, it just is. There, there's no way around it, and that's partly by design. Like. The Arizona Coyotes don't want to be good this year. No. They don't want to be good. So if you're going to have... But they just don't want to be in contention for the first overall pick. They want to be last by a margin. Which blows me away because there's no guarantee here. Nope. And and like, again, that's, that's the thing about, quote, tanking. That makes no sense in the NHL because there's a lottery and, and there exists a world where you could be historically bad like Arizona is going to be. And yet Chicago exists, yet Montreal exists. They're going to be bad, not historically bad, but bad. And they might end up stealing that prize from the Arizona Coyotes, a team that is desperately going to need it. I got some news that's coming in right now. Hey! That I'm trying, I'm trying to navigate as we continue along here. Look at here. you, working There's the phone. all kinds of stuff. But th- this is fun news, okay? Okay. It's not like late-breaking news. Okay. But there's, you know, the golden age? Yes. Over the VGK? Yeah. There's some, some stuff happening with the golden age, and oh. it's going to be awesome. Okay. Oh. Little promo, like commercials. Okay. And it involves... A couple of players. Okay. Maybe an owner. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it's beautiful. All-time classic uh, certain, comedy uh, movie as well. Movie. Yeah. 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 You see it? Yeah. Yes. I do. All right. 
So, so there's a, a commercial that's coming out, the Golden Age, The and there's going to be a few of these throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But this one involves a takeoff of the movie Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're, they're driving across the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but this scene, scene is is William Carlson behind the wheel, mm-hmm. Jonathan Marshall on the passenger side, yep. and right in the middle is Bill Foley. Great. And and it ends with you know what the most annoying sound in the world is. Mm-hmm. And but the the acting by Bill and William Carlson and mm-hmm. Jonathan Marshall is spectacular. So Facebook, all the social platforms, yeah, yeah. it's there. Go check it out right now during this commercial break and then come back with us for catching up with Chapman because I know you guys you guys haven't seen this yet no all right so you Chapman and Wallace are going to do this at the same time our audience is checking out the golden age debut spot going into the season with Wild Bill Bill Foley and Jonathan Marcheseau and we'll come back with catching up with Chapman right after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Darren Elliott loves this. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So it's only been about 24 hours, but I'm still dealing with the heartbreak of another choke postseason by the New York Mets. They fall to the San Diego Padres last night in a game that really wasn't even close. Awful, awful. Ryan dodges a bullet because had the Mets won, it would have been the Mets-Dodgers in the NLDS. And had the Mets won, that I would have been completely unbearable. Really? Yes. Yes. Even more so than than usual. Can I I let you in on a secret? I've watched exactly zero Dodger games this year. But I know you're an L.A. guy. I know you root for the Dodgers. Yeah, you you root for the... And to be fair, you've been very, very busy. Yeah. You know, with, with priorities, so... I, I, 162 I, games. He can't yeah, be that busy. Like, well, I mean, they, there's got to be some choice in the matter there. If, listen, if they get through the Padres, then I think I'll start watching games. That's that's going to be exciting because the Padres. I'll be for 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 all the flaws they had in the regular season, they looked phenomenal. And maybe it was a combination of the Mets just sucking. It's probably that. But Joe Musgrove was on last night for the Padres. I the first player in history to ha- allow. One or less hits through seven innings. Stop it. Stop in it. A, it's not a sports update. A, yes, it, it, is. it doesn't have to be a sports update. I'm just giving the guy the guy credit for, for pitching a phenomenal game and start yelling at your team, Chapman. I I well, I you know what it's funny, someone what, uh too what, bad we didn't is, have any hockey news is, around the league today for him to chime what's, in on. <laughs> what's the biggest disappointment in terms of teams that you root for? Like which team hurts you the most? The New York Jets hurt me the most. That's that's easy because we had season tickets for the Jets yeah, growing with an up. Anchor. So, yeah, that that's that's the one that's been because they have been very very close multiple times and either an injury or or just a loss to a team that they shouldn't lose to. That's the one that that I think has been the most difficult because I've seen All the right, Mets win take the World Series. Who's the second <laughs> leading point producer on the Golden Knights this year? Mark Stone. Jonathan Marchessault. So. Wow. Are you going to give one or no? You're just, just going to ask the question. I'm a quiz master. That doesn't work like that. What? Why do I have to? You, you, so we, we, you we, asked you, a question to you, Gosher the other day, like a, a factual question, a Q&A, and you didn't know the answer to it. So <laughs> Zanz- don't, Zanzibar don't was talk on to me about Street. rules. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to just throw no, it. No, no, Listen, no, 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 no. this is a full participation Riley Smith. Riley Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Mark Stone. 
And I'm going Jonathan Marshall. So. And if any of the three are there, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It's not like, oh, this it be I like this player, but it would be a sign that somebody else wasn't playing up to their level. Mm-hmm. That's why that that happened. They were the second leading score. I could see all three, uh, any of those three, stepping up with point production. Be funny if it was a tie. All three of those guys at the end of the year. <laughs> you know my my uh, my uh, dark horse though, Chandler Stevenson. Not not a real dark horse after last <laughs> season. Well, well, I was going to say, is that was it, he not well, second last year? Is it, it fair it, to it, call it, him a dark? It horse? It is because when you look at at the three guys that we named, nobody mentioned his name. I don't, when you went through the guys earlier. Is it in a the dark show? horse when the person repeats as the second leading point producer? <laughs> well, I on think the team. given given and the amount of injuries center? last year, I, I, I don't I, know how you do it, but you amazing. continually put yourself in these positions. It's a skill. It takes it, it takes it takes Must a lot be. of a lot of uh, oomph. And it's a natural skill <laughs> yes, because yes. I don't think you're you're necessarily out to accomplish this. Well, you never know. Maybe maybe I'm playing eight-dimensional chess here. There's no way <laughs> you're intentionally that bad. Golden Knights, LA Kings, game one of 82 tomorrow starts on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We'll start off at four pregame at six.